the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. to tonight's Andrea K show. It is the day after Thanksgiving. I'm about to bust my pants out because usually I eat my way uh, across town on Thanksgiving. But just because, but but I tell you what, on things, and, and you guys can tell me. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. Follow me on Facebook and Parlor at Andrea K. Whether or not you're with me with this, I love me some Thanksgiving dinner, but I don't do Thanksgiving leftovers. Here to talk about that and all the controversies of the day, joining me is my man, my partner in crime every night of the week, whether it's holiday time or not. It is DJ Potato Skins. It is actually the opposite for me, Andrea. I, uh, I I love Thanksgiving leftovers. I eat them until they are completely gone. I don't care if they've gone stale. Oh, I think the record is about two weeks for me. <laughs> oh. If it if it doesn't smell bad, I'm still eating it. <laughs> Bring it on. Well, let's not talk about odorous food. Send your leftovers care to KCBQ. No, don't do that. Don't do that. All right. Glad to have you guys with us tonight. It is Friday, so that means that we're going to have Bob Walters with us a little bit later. We're, we're in holiday mode. We're enjoying our weekend, um, but that doesn't mean that we can't still face what's going on. We're not going to bury our head like a turkey. No, we're going to we're going to stay abreast of what's happening. Ooh, do you love all my puns? Baby? I do. It's great. Did you bring in some some pecan pie or anything? Man. No, it's pecan, by the way. Oh, I didn't bring any pecan pie either. <laughs> pecan pie. Um, okay, so we got lots to talk about. We're going to wrap it up with our Here of the Week and Stink of the Week. So hopefully you've been thinking about that already. I'm um, still thinking friend. about it. Okay. Um, we've got to um, we've got to consider as we think about Here of the Week and Stink of the Week what's been going on with these coronavirus restrictions, which uh, doubled down and got worse as we came into um, Thanksgiving weekend. Before we talk about that, I want to I do I want to talk a little bit about today a tradition as they going into the holiday it was not a coincidence potato skins that they chose to ramp up these restrictions going into if not the favorite holiday of america our greatest tradition it's right up there i don't know whether our greatest tradition is i would say probably christmas because we're based on judeo-christian principles and values but thanksgiving is right there i would almost say thanksgiving and and some people do celebrate christmas non-religiously and that's fine but because thanksgiving is all-encompassing i would even put it personally above christmas just because it does not matter what religion you're from or if you don't have a religion everybody can be thankful 
Right. And it's about it, it, it's about uh, the United States of America. It's, Amen. it's our greatest tradition Amen. that we have, really. Thanksgiving. We're thankful for this country. We're thankful for our blessings that we have here. The bounty that is the United States of America. And it's a, and it's a day that really doesn't have a religious aspect. It doesn't have traditionally the left is trying to politicize it, um, but it typically didn't have a political nature. It was a time in which every American sat around a common meal and just gave thanks for the bounty that is America. And so they had to. Do you think it was by design that they tried and screw this up for the for the for the t- typical American because they know that that's probably a great source of relief for a lot of us to be able to be thankful and sit around a table with those that we care about and to be able to take the, the little things that we have in our lives and and give thanks to God or just to to each other? Do you think they did that by design? Absolutely, because if you look going back into March with the shutdowns that were supposed to be fourteen days to flatten the curve, even the people who bought into that at that time now cannot avoid seven, eight months later the reality that the coronavirus was the tool, the mechanism that they could exploit for power over the citizens. And that's what it's all about. You look at the games they played on July 4th when they decided they were going to open the beaches, but they waited until after the they made the announcement like the Thursday before July 4th. They didn't. We couldn't have any of our July 4th celebrations. Every bit of this is about the cultural Marxist movement. We know that the left wants to usher in Marxism and cultural Marxist movement is about destroying the fabric of a nation, tearing it apart, tearing apart its traditions, uh, dividing people and it, in order to get you to then hate what that country is founded on. Only then will you be willing to accept the Marxist utopia. So they saw Thanksgiving coming up. They saw Christmas coming up and they decided that they had to push the need to shut us down, to tell us that we couldn't hang out with with family beyond our household. Tell us. Literally to tell us that we had to eat a sandwich and not even cook at Thanksgiving. There were reports that Gavin Newsom and I and and I I don't know if this was true or not because not every media outlet we can trust anymore, right? That he had supposedly said he was he was contemplating going around and removing any turkeys from stores that could feed fifteen. I saw that. Right? I found out that it was a hoax, but I'll tell you what. I sat there and I thought about it and I said, okay, being honest. The first time I saw that, what did I think? And I thought it was legit because I would not put it past this guy. When we would believe that a story like that is legit, we know that the left has gone into some right? power mad areas, right? Well, we find out today that the, the governor of Pennsylvania has declared in the state that alcohol can't be sold after 5 p.m. in a restaurant. You can take it to go. You can take it home with you because they want you. They're happy to have you sitting inside laughable. getting drunk. And, you know, and, and which is why we've got alcohol abuse and all kinds yeah. of uh, substance abuse skyrocketing. You know, you can't go and buy uh, alcohol. You can't go sit in a restaurant. I think the Los Angeles County has banned starting conveniently Thanksgiving Eve. No restaurants outdoors or otherwise will be open. You can't do it. And why? What is it about coronavirus? This is why it defies common sense. It targets holidays, too, apparently. Well, right. I mean, well, last week, it, last week it was 10 p.m. The curfew came into place. And Kevin Sorbo had the most brilliant Twitter timeline, Love him. by the way. He was like, okay, <gasps> shh. Whew, good. My kid got home at nine fifty nine. <laughs> Otherwise, he might come down with a Rona. So it's 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 by design of why they're yeah. amping up more and more and more and more and more of the restrictions. And it's all ultimately it began as a way to condition us for submission. And as and and one of the reasons why they're having to, to increase the restrictions on us and and tighten the grip on us is we're seeing citizens that are pushing back against it. Did you see the viral video of the business owners in Buffalo, New York? I didn't actually. It's sitting.
sitting in my inbox, but I have not seen it yet, and I heard it's pretty mind blowing. You're you're a tad busy, and I hope you and all the listeners will will give it a. a look I will. Be- I will because that's what we need to do. These sheriff's deputies showed up, and these business owners were like, "You are here on private property. You either show me the warrant that gives you the right to be on my property that was issued by a judge, or you need to get off my property now." Oh well, we're just doing our jobs. They said, "No, the, no, what you're trying to do is unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. You do not have the right under the Constitution to come into my place of business, which is my private property." And that was so key because Americans need to understand that your business, everybody's business, even if it's a corporation, it's still private unless it's a public company. But I don't want to get into the weeds. Most of the people affected, which is also by design, business owners are Mm -hmm. small business owners. This is the lifeblood of our economy. This is what drives employment and drives jobs in this country. And that's who they've destroyed. And it is literally private property. It is no different when when a government decides to come and tell you that you can't operate your business it's the same thing as if they come to your home and tell you you got to get out and shut 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 this place down and lock the doors or we're going to take your car from you it is your private property they do not have the right to do this and what ended up happening was these business owners these people started chanting get out get out of here and they ran those sheriff's deputies out and wow then, and then the, you're going to love this part because i know your sense of humor then when they got out on the sidewalk they started saying um we're, we're just a protest here we're a black lives matter <laughs> protest <laughs> Sure you were. Yeah, you can't come. You can't do anything to us now because we're, we're all out here because they were after curfew yeah. at that point. Yeah. So w- this is what we need to do. Also, so they're in my running for later on. We've got here of the week. They're in my running. Also is the CEO. And I think he might be president as well of Waffle House. We don't have Waffle House. No, well. I had it actually for the first time last year. They are amazing. Yeah. Well, they and this dude is amazing because he has said that he is not going to shut down. It willfully shut down Good any of him. his Waffle Houses. He says, I employ too many people. And I don't even know how many Waffle Houses there are. But th- these these are your hardworking Americans that are being destroyed. It's the backbone of America. Yes, they are. These are people that are working minimum wage or 15 bucks an hour or whatever, barely able to keep things going. And that's who's going to be hurt here. They And, and they and the the plan is is to put the hurt on them make them dependent on the government but we just can't continue to to sustain this anymore you know you and i always talk about this and it's so true and if you're listening out there i know there's not a lot of people listening to radio on thanksgiving but if you're one of the few people listening and you're part of a business or you own a business ask yourself if every business stood up for themselves that has to close that's required to close and you say no you know what we're staying open because it's our right under the Constitution to stay open. There is no way they can enforce shutting everybody down. They couldn't do it. Right. And the solution is not to go to the courts. Uh, they, we had four businesses in San Diego that sued not to completely reopen, but just to go back to the last color tier. And they were denied. And the judge ruled against them. We've known how weaponized the left is uh, and how they weaponize the courts. We know that we've got kings in robes that are issuing decrees uh, that are, are abandoning the Constitution. And as somebody said on my show a while back, they said, and I think it might have been our good friend Kurt Schlichter, who said, stop waiting for the knight on a, on a white horse to roll in and save us Doesn't from this. We have got to. And Scott Atlas said the same thing in Trump's mm-hmm. coronavirus task force. He said, he, he, he said. You have what you allow, and Americans need to rise up against this. And he was specific to – he wasn't specific to her, but it was in response to Whitmer, who's the 
Democrat governor from Michigan. And of course, he was accused of inciting violence against her. Clearly, when we talk about rising up, we mean reasserting your rights, exactly. reclaiming your rights that have been taken from you. All right. So we're going to take a break. So you've, you're going to be pondering. Real, real quick, 30 seconds. Of course. Um, there was a moment off the air we shared last week, and it really it ties into this whole businesses standing up. Uh, probably businesses saying that they couldn't, you know, it's not going to make a difference. Well, if you all did, it would. Just like way back when Tom McClintock ran for governor of California, I talked to so many people, and I voted for him, by the way. Mm -hmm. I talked to a lot of people that said, you know what, he's not going to be the candidate, so I can't vote for him. I'm going to vote for somebody else because that will be taking away my vote if I vote for somebody that can't win. If everybody stopped thinking that, your voice and your vote, whichever it is, would matter tremendously more. So go with what's on your heart. Stand up. Do it. Right. And and we should not have abandoned uh, those that did abandon conservatism for the same old message of the establishment, the consultancy class trying to tell us what's winnable and what's not. We now and, and President Trump busted through all of that. So all nobody should be paying attention because there's no way, uh, according to the establishment's conventional wisdom, that Trump should have won. And, and they tried to take him out with that Billy Bush tape. They tried to say that his tweets and the way he spoke made him unelectable. And we busted through every bit of that. So you're so right. to. And I bet you point. they thought that he, that he would have already uh, conceded and thrown the towel. How's that working out for you guys? Exactly. All right. So we're going to take a break. We come back. We got to get into some vaccinations um, uh, discussion, because as we get into the holidays and as we move on, we were told we weren't supposed to travel over the Thanksgiving. Well, how are they going to try to restrict our travel? How is this vaccination that's becoming available mid-December? How's that going to affect our lives if we decide we don't want to take it? Stay tuned. We'll talk about that coming up somebody waits for you kiss her once for me want more andrea k follow her on twitter at andrea k show and like her facebook fan page at andrea k spelled k-a-y-e be sure to follow andrea k on twitter at andrea k show and follow her on facebook and like her fan page at andrea k spelled k-a-y-e like eye rolling his head's about to jerk back in agony like he's in the dentist chair getting a root canal because he's hearing christmas music what too soon way too soon it is thanksgiving i'm still digesting the turkey from yesterday today i'm actually dj um pepper sticks because i'm, I'm trying to eat a little healthy but christmas music for me does not start until december 1st well, I'm one of these people. Christmas is my favorite holiday of the year. If I had space, I would leave a Christmas tree decorated up all year long. I oh, you're one of those. It. Yes, I'm one of those. Um, I'm, uh, don't be bothering me with Halloween decorations in June. But Where, where's the like Thanksgiving gonna... music? There's got to be some Thanksgiving music out there. Well, yeah, Adam Sandler's uh, turkey song. That's about it. That's that's the greatest. <laughs> um, okay, so vaccinations. Oh, we we yeah we got to talk about this because it was announced. We haven't spent a whole lot of time on the Andrea K Show talking about the vaccinations. 
things in part because I'm not, I, I don't take a flu shot every year. Um, I take my balance in nature, which boosts my immune system. Nice tie-in. So, well, well, it's true. I mean, it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to take a shot that's got some 85% ability to supposedly keep me. Well, you know what? What I got a 99% ability to fight off colds and flus. God my, made your immune system. God so, made my immune system. Know. I, you know, I take my supplements because there's no way without balance in nature that I could get 10 servings of 31 fruits and veggies on my own a day. By the way, go to balancingnature.com, use the discount code HEALTH, free shipping right now, 35% off. But I mean it. I feel like, you know, I, it, this is the area where, you know, the left likes to yammer to oh, us, yeah. your body, your choice. That should be the case with me and, and a flu shot or a vaccination. The re, one of the reasons why I don't take the flu shot, although I have been doing flu segments on my show annually for years. I am somebody that harps about if you're sick, stay home. Wash your hands during the flu season. You know, cover your mouth. Don't be sneezing all over uh, all over people. But the but the exploitation of a public health crisis for control over us is disturbing to me. And here comes a vaccination. Hat tip to President Trump. If you want a vaccination, be glad that President Trump was in office because Joe Biden and Barack Obama, when we had the H1N1 and 60 million Americans got sick, they didn't even bother with testing. They couldn't there was no, they couldn't get it off the ground. They didn't even bother attempting a vaccination. President Trump, with his private sector experience, worked together with the private sector Operation Warp Speed, and they got one that's coming out in December. Today we had, or a couple days ago, Qantas Airlines said, no vaccination, no fly. So here we go. Oh, boy. It's the beginning. And I know you feel very strongly, potato skins, on forced vaccinations in order to control our lives. But it's here. I have already thought, you know, and obviously I had to vaccinate my kids with the basic ones when they were going through school. Um, I did. If it weren't required, I would not have done it because I just I, I, I'm calling me an anti-vaxxer because I guess I am. I believe in the system that God gave us and, you know, eating right and exercising and you're, you'll be fine. Uh, so to tell me that in order to travel on an airline uh, or to cross either state borders or international borders, I have to have a vaccine. One, I'm not taking it. And two, how dare you? That's not your right to tell me that I need to put something in my body that I feel is not good for me. No, wrong. Right. Particularly since it doesn't follow the science. Uh, We still have 99.5% recovery rate, and that's for even the ages 50 to 70. The average age of death from coronavirus is 78 in the United States. The average age of death in the United States is 78. This is a real virus. It is. But but it is primarily affecting the age, the aged, I think is how you pronounce it, with comorbidities. And so to to want to, across the board, force people to accept an injection of a substance that you don't know what's in it is is astounding to me. Well, that's and where I'm not going to go along with it. Well, that's where this election and it, well, I don't whether you say it's over or not. It's obviously contested. It's obviously not over. Makes all the difference in the world because from a national standpoint, Trump's already said it, and I believe him when he says it. He will not mandate federally a vaccine. I can't promise that under under Joe Biden. I fear that there will be, whether it's constitutional or not, because they don't like the Constitution. There will be a federal mandate that you have to have a vaccine or. You can't travel or you can't go to work or you don't get your Social Security. That scares me to death. And that's exactly where we're going. We've got Americans today that absolutely, despite report after report after report, including our own National Institutes of Health in 2005, saying that masks don't work. The Surgeon General in February, March, masks don't work. Fauci, fraud Fauci in March, masks don't work. We still have now a mask mandate all over the place in in large parts of this country and Americans actually believing 
masks don't work. Dr. Simone, um, I can't remember her last name. She was part of the um, front, frontline doctors, America's frontline doctors did, that did the viral video in D.C. She says masks are like a chain link fence. If you scoop up a wad of dirt in your hand and you throw it at the chain link fence, it's going to knock. Some of the particles are going to be kept out. What's going to happen to most of them particles? That's right. Most of that dirt's going to get through, isn't it? It's the same thing with a mask. I've always told people I'm sure they do some good, which, again, as you have said on the show numerous times, and I agree with, if it makes you personally feel more comfortable, wear a mask, knock yourself out. That's perfectly fine. But to say that it needs to be mandated, that everybody has to wear it when you're going into a business or you have to wear it when you're out. I'm sorry. King Gavin Newsom, that's ridiculous. Well, but it's going to come nationally if Joe Biden is inaugurated. And if they can get people to agree to a mask over their face that they themselves had said they're going to do it with a vaccination. They're going to do it with a vaccine. And what scares me to death about it is, y'all think about this for a minute. They're going to inject you with the Rona. Now, if you're scared of the Rona, why you want to be injected with it? That's now, right. part of my thing about anti, I, I don't like to take medicine. I, you know, after my surgery, I came off the pain meds almost immediately. And I told the doctors in advance. Some of it is because I grew up with military medicine. And they, I, I still have my shot record from a kid. Now, let me tell you, you walk anywhere near the commissary, they're going to come at you trying to, <laughs> try to inject you with something. You, I scraped all my toenails off one time riding a bike. I kid you not. They, they shot me up with stuff. And it, I mean, it was like, <laughs> that's all they know how to do is like inject you with something and give you medicine and malaria. Med- I mean, it was ridiculous. And I just, I don't like it. I don't like, I don't like putting, chemicals in my body that I don't know what they are. And I'm particularly concerned when it involves rushing and we've rushed the process here. I'm not discouraging anybody from taking a vaccination. I don't discourage anybody from taking the flu shot every year, but I should have the right to decide for myself whether or not I take it, particularly since it cannot possibly be as contagious. Not only is the mortality rate down next to nothing, it cannot possibly be as contagious as they say it is, or we wouldn't have 80,000 people at a Trump rally or 80,000 people at a Black Lives Matter rally and then not have the hospitals overrun afterwards. We'll have to do a report on it later, Andrea, but I'm glad you brought this up because it's something I've talked about with a little bit on my show with a doctor who's very good with natural health. You get people that have the vaccine and they take the vaccine. There's a process that happens that's called shedding. And you actually shed parts of the virus that are still contagious and you can actually spread that to other people. So if you have even 50% of the population that goes out there and they get the, they get the vaccine. Okay. It's all good. Let's go out in public. Guess what? You're still going to be contagious as all get out. And on top of it, even if even if the vaccination is is good and it works, they still ain't going to release the grip. Fauci said at least for another year, he's going to want social distancing and masks. And let me tell you, by then, our businesses, our economy will be completely in the tank. You add in if Joe Biden gets inaugurated, you add in uh, his increased taxes and his, you know, the the universal income and all the leftists, the destruction of the energy sector and everything that they attempt to do economically. Then you add in continued shutdowns of our businesses, and economically, um, we're in an incredible world of hurt. I'll say it. I've said it a million times, and I'll say it again. Some people don't agree with me. They're like, he's not that great of a president. I think he's probably the greatest president we've ever had, and this is coming from a Reagan fanatic like myself. Mm -hmm. He is the first and last line of defense of this country and for freedom in this nation. Absolutely. Period. Yeah. And can you imagine what he would have gotten accomplished if he had had a Republican Party that supported him? 
that wall would be from sea to shining sea. Yeah, we would have actually had accountability. We would have had people in the deep state that were weaponizing our government against uh, uh, civilians. We would have had them routed out and prosecuted and gotten the bad guys. We would have had a restoration of equal justice under the law. We would have had a repeal and replacement of Obamacare. And we wouldn't have people with an insurance card that's worthless with a $10,000 deductible and, and monthly premiums skyrocketed. We'd have more secure Border. You want to you do additional prayer during this long Thanksgiving weekend. I implore you, especially if you care about this nation. I don't care whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. Pray for a fair process that this thing is actually played out fairly and we can actually get a legitimately president elect because otherwise we are in for some scary times. Yeah. And if Joe Biden won this legitimately, he'd be like, I'm all for the audits. Do it. I'm all do for the audits. It. Yeah. Let's look at them Dominion machines. Let's see what was going on there with them. Well, what would he be afraid of? Right. Isn't that what they said to President Trump with the with the Mueller investigation? Right. Let the process play out, man. Four years, 40 million dollars. And we and it's not even four weeks in. And everybody is, is calling Trump a, a conspiracy theorist, crazy man who's refusing to transition power. It's insane. And everybody that supports him. That's right. All right. We're going to take a little break. We'll take y'all out with that lovely Christmas music that potatoes kids plug in my ears. Yeah. <laughs> and when we come back, our friend Bob Walters will be here with his weekly education segment. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. <laughs> Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. No, it's not Christmas, but you know what? It's it, it, Thanksgiving's over, babies. It is time to it ain't December first. <laughs> uh, during the break, DJ Potato Skin said to me, "Look, if Bob Walters is back with nothing but bad news, I'm gonna call him Grinch." <laughs> hey, Bob Walters, welcome back to the Andrea K Show for your education segment, my friend. My name really is Grinch. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> All right, my friend, what you got for us? Well, I wish I had some. Big news, but I've got various news that the public needs to know about. Okay. Uh, one thing is, San Francisco State College is being investigated by the FBI for having a former hijacker speak on campus. Uh, she was never arrested, but she was one of those that uh, held a plane by gunpoint and then escaped. Wait, hold well, on, just a second. Excuse me for interrupting. You said a former hijacker who wasn't arrested, but she held a plane, you know, hostage with a gun. First of all, I, I, how was she not arrested when she held a plane, uh, you know, a hostage with a gun? But what school is this? <laughs> well, the plane landed in Saudi Arabia, so they didn't they didn't arrest her. They let her out of the plane okay. when she finally landed the plane. Her name is Leila Taylor. And... Uh, it's kind of just a sad development. I mean, they won't allow speakers from the conservative side to speak at all. They have to have terrorist speech. Good grief. What school was this? San Francisco State University. Okay. And then, and then San Francisco Board of Education, not the, not for San Francisco to outdo itself, they did away with merit-based admissions in favor of a lottery system for high school admissions. they got a variety of high schools, and one of them is uh, for, been for since 1856 for students of uh, bright learning and high standards. And they, it's called Lowell High School. And the liberals there have decided they want to disperse them throughout the school district. And they want mainly Asians, by the way. So 
<laughs> they're doing away with performance and making it strictly by lottery. Who gets in that pool and where do the other kids go? It's just the uh, same thing that New York City just did with three of their classes for superior bright students. So it's just grind them down. Let them sit the class and get bored and do nothing. We lose our we lose the benefit of our brightest kids. It's a shame. That sounds, is this kind of like an offshoot of um, No Child Left Behind? Let's take kids from schools where they haven't been doing well and haven't been taught anything, and let's put them among the best and brightest, and then the best and brightest have to slow down their learning uh, to accommodate those that can't add two and two together. It is the same. That's just a little more radical because they totally are shutting down the schools that were centered for uh, high-performance kids. Wow. <laughs> it's kind of radical. That is Anyway, going down the roster of exciting things happening this holiday week, uh, the head of Boston University Center for Antitrust Research claims that the word, the word legal vote is racist. <laughs> this I believe only. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I tried to play with math and some of the other things that fall in racist history. This, this guy believes that illegal voters are good, while legal voters, you and me, are racist. Wow. Just, I, I, you know what? I laughed because it was so insane. But now it's like this. It's, it's, it's scary and it's disturbing the extent in which the left will twist like a pretzel in order to demonize what's right and what's lawful in order to justify illegality and it, and it comes to the heart of because they can't sell their ideology with truth with facts with honesty they've got to manipulate they've got to play games they've got to lie and um and gaslight the psyches of americans and it's and you know we're on that we're on the precipice here bob i know we are especially with biden coming in the office it's really sad i don't know where it's going to end up Hopefully we keep the Senate keeping somewhat in line, but a lot of this education co- correction, which Trump was trying to do, will be terminated. I'm sure of it. So anyway, moving down the road, Tufts University, T-U-F-T University, a professor of psychiatry says Trump's loss is the beginning of perfection of the American Union. So he says another good, another good lesson for kids to learn. The defeat of Trump is good for America and builds to the perfection of this country. There's nice, something nice creepy. Thing. There's something not, there's something, um, Nazi-esque about that statement. The 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 uh, you know what I mean. There the, the the perfection. There's just something that's Joseph Goebbels about it. You know, um, he was no, he wasn't right. the minister. He wasn't who was the minister of um, propaganda. That's who I'm thinking Correct. of. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Skins is going to Google it. Carry on. <laughs> well, then UCLA, not to outdo our nearby neighbors, Professor there is suspended for refusing a request for lenient marking of black students due to the trauma of George Floyd's death a year and a half ago and civil unrest. He feels that all should do to strive their best or what lesson will they learn for their adult life. So for that, he's been rejected out of the college. Because and, he uh, refused because he refused to give e- um, easier grades on the black kids? Yeah. Can not he sue? What they actually did. It's just terrible. Well, we're, it is. And it's like teachers can't teachers can't be fired for when they're caught. Yeah, it was Joseph Goebbels. People can't be teachers can't seem to be fired when they're um, when they have, you know, um, what, what, there was a documentary one time called The Lemon Dance, where you've got all these teachers that have done all kinds of bad things, including sexual impropriety with students. And they just get moved around. But, you you know, you don't go along with the Marxist left and they can can you in a second. 
I could drink. <laughs> it's just it's just pathetic. I I wish I knew where the line was going to be drawn, but at least we all need to be aware of what's going on so we can try to plan our reaction as best we can. Well, Final we point can... I have to do is okay. a survey done by uh, Annenberg Public Policy, mm-hmm. a big survey company. Mm-hmm. They did a 2016 survey and found that only 26% of kids in high school could name the three branches of government. Pretty sad. <sighs> it's very sad. It's very oh. sad. Who remembers Schoolhouse Rock? Oh, I do. Right? I mean, we were. I mean, think about how far we've come, America, where we used to have con- conjunction function. What I, I used to know the the little tune conjunction junction. Yeah, um, you know when we used to have Schoolhouse Rock in the afternoons to teach us how a bill becomes a law and basic civics, and you know we all used to put our hand over our heart and say the Pledge of Allegiance every day in our schools, and we used to learn about you know George Washington chopping down the cherry tree, and you know the and used to enact the pilgrims and thanksgiving with pride and just abe yeah and uh, and learning about honest abe to now uh to where the indoctrination of kids where they're being taught to hate this country and we've got schools going around to five-year-olds and telling them that there's 68 genders and do you want to do you want to change your name from you know sally to steve you know it's just it's nuts where we're at and americans you do we do these segments friday bob thanks to you because it's important that americans understand that the schools are really have been the battleground for a long time and conservatives didn't even know it. And, you know, you've got to know it. You've got to understand it. You've got to be willing to do something about it. Now that you know, you've got to go to school board meetings and push back and say, we're not going to allow this crap to be taught to our kids. Run for school board, run for office. Just this past October, November elections, we had over 100 seats in San Diego where Democrats were running unopposed. Many of them school board seats. It's 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 not fun. But, you know, Trump can't do it all alone. He couldn't do it all alone. And we our fight can no longer be just going to vote on Election Day. Our fight has to involve becoming activists ourselves because the left are activists. Every school teacher is an activist. Everybody on the school board is an activist. Every every actor in Hollywood, everybody, one who sings a song or acts in a commercial, they're all activists. We've got to become activists, don't we, Bob? We really do. Or we're going to lose this whole battle. We're going to lose the whole country eventually. Well, God bless you. At some point, when you and I have passed away and our generation is gone, these young people are going to take charge. And it's just like, what? Yeah, uh, they're already voting. Many of them are voting because the, the indoctrination of what's been going on in this in these schools has been happening for a long time. You know, Barack Obama's education czar, uh, Arnie Duncan, I think it was, was going around the country uh, kidding, um, kicking Christian organizations and kicking. Kicking Christian students out of schools, telling them they couldn't organize, and going around pushing, you know, homophobia and Islamophobia uh, is is it, 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 Islamic indoctrination in our schools under the guise of anti-bullying, and that was going on the entire eight years of Obama. You know what? A lot of those kids indoctrinated in the Obama years are out voting now, and they've been out burning down bu- buildings, uh, calling themselves Black Lives Matter, you know, uh, protesters. So we got to get active. Bob, thank you so much for being here. Happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas in advance. Same to you. Let's keep the fight going. We will, buddy. All right. Potato skins, you looked pained when I just said Merry Christmas in advance. That was for you, my friend. It's, uh, let me finish gnawing on my turkey leg here, okay? <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. We're going to wrap up this week with our Hear of the Week and our Stink of the Week. Stay tuned. Conjunction, junction, what's their function? I got and button or they'll get you pretty far. One more Andrea. 
Andrea K. Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show Confession. Um, I grew up in the Deep South where all, all, Mama and my aunts and everybody, they all love them some Elvis. No, I'm, I'm not a huge Elvis fan when it comes to the music. I okay. was just going to say, actually, some of the... I was funny you say that because I, I don't like Christmas music right now, but it kind of got me in the mood with, <laughs> with Randy playing that tune because nothing puts Christmas in the right frame of mind for me than Elvis singing that. I, I love that. Okay. All right. So we're clearly we're clearly on different pages uh-huh. here when it uh-huh. comes to Christmas. I just I'm a smooth groove kind of gal. So Elvis in general, his music wasn't wasn't my thing. Oh, I, did, I did, my heart. I didn't like the Beatles either. You know, no. In fact, they, I, there was one song that I loved that I thought was from the Beatles, and I thought, okay, there's one Beatles song I like. Then I found out they weren't the Beatles. Who, well, who was it? Uh, ended up singing it then. Um, I don't remember the name of the band. Maybe DJ Radish knows. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. That wasn't the Beatles. No, it wasn't. I don't no. know who it was. And that was like the best Beatles song ever, and it wasn't the Beatles. Okay, <laughs> Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. My Hero of the Week, Andrea, it, it, I mean, it seems like, okay, stop falling. It's not falling back on it. I mean, this guy, since day, since before day one, since before he was elected, has been taking punches left and right, and he stood up for this country. He's still standing up for this country. He could have very easily said, you know what, this is way too much. Like every Republican out there, I'm packing it in. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go sit back. I'm going to go start up my businesses again. But you know what? President Trump has stood up for not only himself and for his family, for his administration, but for this entire country. And I think he's the hero of the week because I don't think I've ever seen a more stalwart man in American history, period. This guy's got the guts. You are so right. And. I, I'm, I'm flashing back on a video of Rush Limbaugh with a caller who cried. And I'm going to get choked up thinking about it. But he called up and he said, and it was a two-minute clip, and he's like, Rush, he's like, there's only one man standing up for our country right now. He said, I went, he said, you know, I went to this rally recently in D.C., and there were all these patriots there. It was the, it was the Stop the Steal vote, you know, mm-hmm. vote rally yeah. that our man, uh, Sabat, Dr. Gorka, y'all need to listen to him every day at noon, by the way. Anyway, he spoke at that rally, and this, um, this caller was crying, and he said, you know, never in my life did I think that this country would be on the brink of being lost, and we've had one man alone stand up for us. And he said, you know what killed me, Rush, when I got there, he said, and there were all... I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of patriots there wanting to save our country. He said not one elected Republican showed up to speak to any of the voters wow. in the street. That speaks volumes. Yeah. It really does. And we and, and he didn't need to do this. He's working for free. He's it's cost him money. And what he is facing in terms of a criminal persecution from the left. Oh, yeah. If he doesn't get inaugurated. And even if he does, if he gets inaugurated four years from now, they're going to be going after him. Well, that's why in every way that they can. Well, that's why I would say I'm not giving up. And I really believe that President Trump has won this legally. And so I hope that transpires if it does. We still need to be looking four years down the line. Who is going to be the next 
great conservative to take the helm. And we need to start looking right now. Well, I think what we need to do is we also, if he gets inaugurated, is we need to be going back to the Republican Party that that abandoned him, that has done nothing but betray us for years, promising us the world and delivering us Hoboken, going back to, you know, 2010 when the Tea Party gave them the house. And we need to go to them and say, look. You didn't stand up for us. He only got he was only able to uh, to overcome the steel thanks to a small team of Americans, not because of anything that you Republican Party did, not because the, his own Department of Justice and his own FBI stepped up to the plate and did their jobs, but because a small team of people managed to save this country. And you either get on board and start start proving through your actions, through your policies, through your behaviors. Or get out of the way. Or or, or we are going to crush you with another with a third party if we have to, but you will not get reelected. There are already major donors right now that are saying that they are not going to dedicate any money any further to Good. any of the rhinos. That includes people like Tim Scott, yeah, uh, Ben Sass, Lindsey Graham and others. Lindsey Graham, is, he's wishy-washy. Um, but he's not solid. He's not Devin Nunes. He's not Jim Jordan. And you know, as he's you, not Ted Cruz. As you and I talked about last week, and I'm not going to name names because I don't like throwing people under the bus, but they know who, who they are. And they might even have a really good heart. And they might, at the at the end of the day, want what's best for the country. We'll start acting like it because the right. fight isn't in January when something that you want to do comes up or in February. The fight is for President right. Trump, and it is right now that's right because, stand up right because the fight is really for this country yep. because if you're sitting back thinking this is 1997 and you're giving analysis or advice that has to do as though you know like in the old clinton years well you know you know they're going to reach across the aisle and do that kind of stuff and you're just not paying attention because if they're allowed to get away with stealing this presidential election, there will never be another legit election ever. There will they will be a few Republicans that will kind of like here in the state of California to where we've got a few token Republicans that win. But they're not able either at the state level or even at the congressional level really able to do anything to save the state. And that's the way it will be across the nation. So the fight is now and the fight is ultimately for America. And so far, all we've got is one man standing, one man in terms of the president. And then we've got a team of people like Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood. And others, Giuliani. Are, and Giuliani, um, that are actually just private citizens, just doing what they can God to save them. this country. So my stink is the Republican Party because we would not have the fraud going on that we have right now if the Republican Party had done voter ID when they had the chance, if they had not turned their head and ignored, as President Trump talked about these mail-in ballots. I'm I, I'm going to go out. My stink of the week actually kind of ties to the Republican Party because I don't think that they. I actually was thinking about the, the, this over over the last. Last weekend, something that you really didn't see was how the mainstream media called the Republicans what they were. No, they just trying to make it seem like the party was weak and in some aspects they were, but they were Republicans in name only. They were they were rhinos. They weren't doing what was best for the party or for the president. They were doing what was best for them. So I'm actually going with the mainstream media for mine. Well, in terms of the media, if Trump does not get inaugurated if this there's a, a allowed to steal the election i'm going to continue to fight i'm not going to say that this country is gone you because as up. long as my lord's on the throne as we go into christmas we know that we don't ultimately get to to decide things he's ultimately in control we as christians still have a responsibility though to do our part for our community and for our country to continue to 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 um keep it 
what it was meant to be. Mm. But I think that Trump speaking to the media, I think he will launch a media outlet that is uh, truly conservative. I'm loving Newsmax. I'm loving One America. I'm loving my friend Dr. Gina started an outlet called uh, Real America's Voice News that President Trump retweeted them this week. Nice. Pastor Daryl Scott started doing a show there on Saturdays. That's my friend Gina's outlet. Um, but as of right now, they don't have the money behind them that like that would make them true competitors. Can to you Fox imagine News. the Trump News Network? Right. So we need so Trump could actually give Fox News a, and we desperately need that because the betrayal and we are at the point to where we're kind of like a report came out that China was paying different media outlets to do something called advertorials where he was paying media outlets to write positive news for them. Well, isn't that kind of what we've had with the media? Yeah. Where we they've been, you know, same thing, including Fox, you know, all these puff pieces on Joe Biden for eight Eight years puff pieces on Obama, never, never, ever called Obama out for what he was. It's it's as much about what you don't report as much as what you do. I hope Trump does that uh, if he doesn't pull this out. And I still believe he can and will. But if he doesn't, because they made every day of his presidency a living hell and he needs to be on their heels every single day in every possible way he can. Right. And then he can use his platform um, to push back against yep. the cultural Marxist movement. Because and nobody's pushed right. back into, until this point. No, and there's the, and he's limited since he is president with what he can say. Thank you for sharing this uh, Black Friday with me. Oh, there's the Grinch. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite. I kind of like this. Did you like the movie? I didn't like the. I didn't like the movie. I'm a huge Jim Carrey fan. He can't do wrong in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Well, neither can you. Thank you for being here Thank with you. me, Skins. Thank you, DJ Radish from Remote. Thank you, Bob Walters. Y'all enjoy the rest of your Thanksgiving weekend. Peace out. We'll see you Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic.